Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Melissa Mendelssohn. Melissa is a published short story author and poet who does photography on the side. She recently entered a art competition at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and was one of the winners. And so we have her here today. Good morning, Melissa. Welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. We're excited to have you. And let's start off this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. As you said, I'm a short story author and poet. I've been published online and in print. Um, The genres I really like writing are science fiction and horror. And on the side, I've been doing uh, some fan fiction on, like, sci-fi shows and television. And then uh, when did you start taking photographs, Melissa? In high school, um, probably junior or senior year. It was one of the classes that we had to take. And uh, and on the beginning, I wasn't a fan, but... Uh, it was an art teacher that pulled me to the side, and he said to me, you have a good eye for detail. And I like looked at him and said, okay. And he said, no, no. And he, <laughs> we were doing black and white photographs, and he was pointing to like different things that I was taking pictures of, and he said, you're really capturing the detail. You might want to consider doing this for a profession, which I thought was like really cool. No, I was just laughing because that same guy assigned me an artist that I had to study, and at the time I hated him, Ansel Adams. But now I actually respect him. I he takes, he, you know, he took so many fantastic landscape shots, and when I drive by and I can see my landscape shots in the car, I sometimes think of him when I'm doing that. Well, other than that class, have you taken any other? courses or workshops on photography? When I went to uh, Nassau County Community College, they had a photography class, but at that time, money was kind of an issue, and I couldn't afford the camera, I couldn't afford the the chemicals to develop the pictures, and in the end, I wound up dropping it. I really haven't pursued photography in a long time. It was only a couple of years or so ago that my father gave me his digital camera, and uh, it was amazing he remembered that I used to like taking pictures, and he was like, okay, see what you can do with this. And I just started taking pictures after that. Well, that is true. Uh, certainly uh, back in the day of film development, photography was not a an inexpensive uh, hobby, or and if it was a profession, it got even more expensive. It, it was very expensive back then, but digital photography has certainly reduced the cost quite a bit. That's yeah, great. I take pictures, I plug it in the computer, and it's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I in the high school art class, when we were running around those old cameras, and we were actually in the dark room, and we were 
developing the pictures. That was a great experience. I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the whole thing of watching the picture appear on this paper in front of you, and I kind of missed that. But you need to have the equipment and the finances to continue doing that. Well, and uh, you mentioned you put them on the computer. Now, do you uh, use any other uh, computer softwares uh, to to work on your images after you put them in the computer? Actually, no. Um, I'm a very harsh critic when it comes to my writing and (laughs) photography. Once the pictures go into the computer, I will sit there and I will analyze them. I will look at them. And if there's one flaw in them, I delete it. I, I just get rid of it because I know it's going to bug me. But like um, you mentioned the Contemporary Art Gallery, and I had taken a picture of a fawn in my driveway, and the way I just captured that deer, it was perfect. I mean, I didn't want to touch it up or anything. I just saved it as is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a few minutes and let's talk about your riding because that sounds like that is. Uh, a big part of your life. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit more about the short stories and, and your poetry. Again, when I in the seventh grade, I took this creative writing class, and uh, I was just scribbling or whatever, and these two teachers, um, I, I feel bad, I can't remember the art teacher's name, but the two creative writing teachers' names was Mrs. Secker and Mrs. Masonson, and again, they pulled me to the side and went, wow, your writing's really good. You should continue writing. And I'm looking at them like I think they're nuts. (laughs) And I'm a teenager. I'm like, all right, what do you people know? (laughs) But they were right because from that point on, I was like, well, you know, I'm reading a lot of Stephen King. I I lived off Stephen King (laughs) from junior and senior year of high school. If it wasn't a Stephen King book, I didn't care. I, I would not touch it. But if I saw his name on it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll read that. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> over the years, he's become my model, and I I mm-hmm. just craft the stories after him with the horror and the science fiction and the supernatural, and a lot of readers, a lot of fans of mine today have been leaving comments going, wow, it le- reads like a Stephen King novel. I'm like, really? I actually... <laughs> um, <laughs> I self-published a couple of things in the beginning of 2015. And one of them was a collection of novellas called Glass Skies Over Home. And the other one was a sci-fi novella called Wake and Dream. And I did like this thing on Goodreads where I gave a few copies away for free. And it was really, it was amazing how many people wanted a copy and how many people responded back to me saying that they enjoyed it you know, okay, Waking Dream was a little short, but it, they couldn't put it down, and it mirrored Stephen mm-hmm. King, which made my day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, too, am a big Stephen King fan. Uh, he certainly can tell a story, and he can scare you to death with his tale. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I know, like Tommyknockers, you're at the edge of your seat reading that. It's just a shame his movies aren't as good as his books. Well, you know, especially a lot of his, this may be taken before your time, but some of his early books, uh, Firestarter, I'm trying to think of some others. Yeah, they, you know, he was basic, 
Yeah, he was selling the, um, I wasn't selling, but, you know, he was given the rights to do, but he wasn't controlling the screenplay. And I think after about four or five movies, he got tired of that. And I know there for the longest, uh, he, he was getting, you would see on the credits that uh, he wrote the screenplay or he helped write the screenplay. And, and when he, when that happened, then the movies started following the books much closer than they had in the past. So. Well, Stand By Me is a great movie. I mean, it was just on the other night, and I, you know, I was just mm-hmm. sitting here, and I said, well, okay, I'm watching this now. Well, okay. And then uh, on your photography, is there, you mentioned Ansel Adams. Is there any other photographer whose work you enjoy or whose work has influenced yours? Not really. I mean, it goes back to high school. Um, wasn't really a popular kid, so I used to hide in the library when I could. The librarian there would let me uh, sit in the corner of all these Audubon magazines, and I, I would sit there forever. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't read the magazine, but I would be mesmerized by the photography in those books. I mean, it was just amazing. Well, and your photography is very good. Uh, I think you... Thank you. Being a little modest when you say it's a hobby or, or part-time, because uh, you do, as uh, your teacher told you, you have a very good eye, and photographs were just outstanding. You know, when I self-published The Glass Guys Over Home and Wake and Dream, I could have asked somebody to design the cover, but I have all these pictures on my desktop, and I said, you know what, let me open a folder and see what I could use for a cover. And I love looking at the sky, morning, night. I used to lay on top of my parents' car and watch, like, the the meteor storms we would have. And Mm -hmm. I took a a lot of these images of just clouds and sunsets and just, uh, I don't know if it was uh, an airplane or a comet and just, like, the streak across the sky. So I took one of the pictures of the um, the clouds, and I used that as a cover for Glass Skies Over Home. And for Wake and Dream, I have to go down to Manhattan a lot um, just because of, like, medical stuff. So we crossed mm-hmm. the GW Bridge. And from the passenger seat, I'm sapping away with the, with the camera. I'm just taking pictures. And I took this interesting shot when we were getting to the GW Bridge in Manhattan, and just something about it spoke to me. Because Wake and Dream, the sci-fi novella, is about alternate realities. This poor guy gets sapped into another reality, but it isn't just one version of himself that gets moved into another reality. It's every version of himself that gets switched around like musical chairs. And the picture mm. that I took just fit it perfectly. So I, I used that as the book cover. Oh, that was good thinking. Then you used both of your art in, the, in one project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this way the whole book's well, mine, too. So. <laughs> just like the writing, the photography, except putting it together, of course. Well, Melissa, it's, uh, we're getting close to the commercial break, but uh, before we go to that, uh, why don't we give out uh, to the audience uh, where they can go to uh, purchase uh, some of your books? 
Um, Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Okay, we'll take our commercial break right now, and then when we come back, Melissa, we'll talk about uh, the art that you entered in a recent contest. Sounds good. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Melissa Mendelson's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab, and then follow that into Melissa Mendelson's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer or an architect or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in all the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or by the individual artist. And again, to view Melissa Mendelssohn's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Melissa Mendelssohn's name. Well, Melissa, I mentioned this piece earlier, but let's talk a little bit more about it. Uh, Your uh, photograph called A Gentle Graze. Hi. The the joke of my family is we have a family of deer that live in the woods right next to us. So when we get home from work, they're there to greet us, and they just look up when we go in the driveway, and then they go back to grazing on the lawn or hanging out in the driveway. So uh, when I had the digital camera, at first I didn't know if they they would bolt the minute I went near them with the camera if I tried taking pictures. And then I realized they don't care. They're they're just doing their business, and you could do whatever you want. So um, I've snapped a million shots of the deers that literally come right up to the porch, and they just, like, look at us and go, okay, you're there. And then they go back to grazing. But a gentle graze, I really liked. I liked how I captured the baby deer, just how it was standing in the driveway and just, like, mid-graze capturing it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool because some of the other deer photographs that I've taken, a couple of them look like they're stuffed deer and a couple of the other ones are like, okay, it's deer. But a gentle graze was more artistic than nature or natural. Well, it is a very, very beautiful shot of, of that fawn. Thank you. Very pretty. Well, and then another piece that you had entered was called Bath Time. Tell, tell us about Bath Time. My uh, doctor wants me to, like, walk a mile to two miles a day. So I live in the town of Monroe, and there's these two little ponds in the middle of the town where everybody walks. And uh, so since I've had a camera, I've become kind of lazy. I, I don't do my two miles. I do a mile, and I stop, and I just, like, take pictures and stuff. And we used to have these beautiful swans, and I would love to get a shot of them, but I haven't seen them for the longest time. And instead, these two cranes moved in, and my brother wants to take a picture of it. Every time he gets close, the crane will literally get out of the water and walk away. They'll just like, give him a dirty look <laughs> and be like, you're not taking my picture. So one day, my brother and my father go walking. They do their two miles. And there, there's the crane in the water cleaning himself. 
and I have the camera in my hands, and I'm going, all right, let's see how well this works. So I edge closer to him with the camera ready, and he gives me a dirty look. I'm like, okay, he's going to start walking away any minute. No, he went back to cleaning himself. <laughs> and I was standing there going, really? I went, okay. And I just start snapping pictures, and there's a great zoom-in feature on that camera, and I zoomed in. And then when he was mm-hmm. done cleaning himself, he, like, looked at me like, you're still here. And then he, then he walked away, and I'm like, oh, too late. I got your picture. <laughs> and then my brother, <laughs> my brother went, you know, that's not a crane. So, well, if it's not a crane, what is it? He's like, it's a blue heron. And I'm like, yeah, it's still a bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a very great shot uh, of the cleaning itself. And then the uh, third piece that you entered was entitled Wild Maine. Uh, I like that piece. Tell us uh, about that piece. During the summertime, we have these uh, country fairs around us. And we usually head up to New Pulse for them. And I, I think it's hysterical that my brothers are afraid of horses. And I'm like, are you kidding? And they're like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll walk through the stables. And the minute the horse's head comes out of the stable, they jump back. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's like, look, when I was a kid, I went to a camp where we had horseback riding. So I'm used to horses. I'm used to riding them and petting them. And my brothers would gingerly pet them and be like, okay, we pet them. Can we go? I'm like, yeah, you guys could do whatever. I'm taking pictures. And there was a beautiful horse there. And that horse was just gorgeous. And it had that long brown hair in front of its face. And after I pet it, I, I just said, you know, I want to take a picture of this horse. So the horse was basically posed for me. And I was like, wow, thank you. Well, I really like that shot because it's it's a close-up, and through the mane, you can see the one eye looking at you, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, when I uh, when I first took that picture and I came home and I started doing my little analyzing of all the pictures I took, that one I stared at for the longest time. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's a great shot. Thank you. Great shot. Well, Melissa, we are getting close to the end of the show, but I always like to ask artists if they have any uh, words of advice for new people getting into the art world. One of my regrets with uh, the photography is I've never pursued it seriously. I let that whole thing, when I first started college and the financial problems that I was having, I, I let that my dream for a long time. I just never picked up a camera again. So if somebody tells you, you have an eye for detail, and even if you're in high school and you're this little rebel kid and you're like, yeah, yeah, what do you know? You might want to listen to uh, that teacher talking to you because you never know. That's great advice because you never know. That is so true. It is so true. Mm -hmm. Well, Melissa, I want to thank you for coming on the show today on An Artist Speaks. It's been a real pleasure having you here. Thank you. And I want to thank our audience for joining us today. And again, to view Melissa Mendelssohn's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Melissa's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery online. 
And I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And if you're an architect, interior designer, or just a lover of art who loves to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll meet again in two weeks. And again, thank you for listening with us today. And have a great rest of your weekend.